Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. What up, what up? It's your boy DJ Bugley, the Duel for Hip Hop Podcast. This is episode 49. I'm so excited. I got a treat for y'all tonight. <laughs> when I tell y'all this brother has been around, in 97, he broke the charts. Mm-hmm. I mean, he broke it down, man. He's from Philly. He okay. did a joint with Biggie. He got the classic album, Many Faces. Now he has the new album, Expected the Uninspected. That's out right now. Make sure you go get that. It's on all platforms. It's the one and only Tracy Lee. What up, Bugs, man? What's up, man? It's a long time coming, man. We've been supposed to do this, but I'm glad we're doing it now. You know what I mean? Live in D.C. Absolutely. Live in D.C. Thank you for coming down, brother. Oh, man, listen. It's it's a pleasure, man. This is the Chocolate City, home of Howard University. So many different things that has happened in hip-hop in this area. No doubt. So I definitely had to come down. But I want to start from the beginning, bro. Because you have this Howard University thing going on. Right. And I want to know, how did you meet Mark Pitts? How did it all start for you, bro? Because when I think about what Biggie said on Kicking the Door, yeah. I was at Howard Homecoming with my, my man, man Capone Dumbin. Yeah. Do, do you know him? Do I know Biggie? Do you know the boy he oh, shot it Capone? out? Capone, nah, nah. I don't know who Capone is, but I know who <laughs> Mark Pitts is. Like, me and Mark came in together. Me and Mark okay. came in in 88. You know okay. what I'm saying? Right. Puff was already here. Puff came in like a year before us, 87. But him right. and Mark had a, had a real good synergy. You know what I'm saying? I knew Puff, and I knew the circles and all that. Right. Um, but really, my guy was D-Dot. And D Dot came in in '86, okay. and he was like, and still is like my mentor. You know what I'm saying? He's right. the one that I first saw on campus because you know I back in Philly, mm-hmm. I was I was trying to get a deal as a young boy. You know what I'm right. saying? Shopping my joint all over. You know what I mean? Shopping it to Next Plateau and the Def Jam yeah. and everything. But you know, and running in 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 certain spots where Steady B and all of them was at. Yeah, you know what I mean? Say. Exactly. But when I got to to Howard, it was like. I, I switched my mental for one second. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to college. I'm a big, real, I'm a real big uh, sports advocate. Okay. So it was like I majored in communications, and I had this desire to become a sports broadcaster. Really? So yeah. So isn't that interesting? Th- and now, like now, so speaking of that, you look at Stephen A. Smith. Right. You look at some of these people. Right. That was something you was trying to do. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 so because I was coming to college for that specifically, it was like, all right, let me hang up the the, the MCing thing for a second. But okay. as you know, right. When you're the culture, you're the culture. It right. never leaves you. So no, it all it took was me to see D-Dot rhyming in front of Blackburn and spitting fire. Remember this line? He said, like Toyota, oh, what a feeling. I was like, oh, okay. And this is like 88, 89. And that line was kind of clever to me. So I was mm-hmm. like, it just got the juices flowing again. Right. So from that, it only took one semester. I was mm-hmm. here for one semester and I figured right. out. After that semester, this is what I want to do. Like, even though, you know, I'm in college, I'm making my degree and all that, and I still, but But, this is what I need to be doing, which is the music. You know what I'm saying? Right. So D-Dot was the one Mm -hmm. that that, that I ran in the circle with, and D-Dot was cool with all the networks. And, you know, me and Mark was cool and passionate and all that, but I don't think he knew to the level of Mm -hmm. what I did musically. Right. It was D-Dot that had to get in his ear and be like, yo, you know Trey, right? Right. You know you spit, right? Right. And he was like, oh, really? He was like, yeah. And so that's how that whole thing came about. You know what I mean? So how did that big record come about, man? Like, was that that whole album, that whole process? And I definitely want to get into the Biggie session, but right. I want to talk about that hit record. Did, when you first recorded it, did you feel like it was a go? It was going to definitely take off the way it did? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the reason why okay. is because you got two... Well, first of all, Big is at the top of the game at the time. Right. So I'm like, okay, I got the... You can't get any higher than this then, right here. Exactly. So... From that aspect, I knew it was a go. And then I knew it was a go because when you get two MCs in a room mm-hmm. that will tell you they're nicer than everybody else, because I didn't care that I, I cared that Big was in the room because it's Big, but I didn't care that it was Big, if you know what I mean. Right. Like, he was going for my neck just like mm-hmm. I was going for his neck. Like, right. you ain't, you know, like, I know you Big. 
Right. But hey, but, man. Hey, yeah, I, I get busy. I, I get busy too. So let's go. Philly so, is the home of the spitters. You know what I mean? So it was just like, <laughs> you get that in the room, you right. get that energy in the room. Say mm-hmm. that again, by the way. Philly is the home of the spitters. Thank you. All right. So when you get that kind of energy in the room, it's like, it's inevitable that this joint is going to be a smash. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's what it was, man. So when you did the session with Biggie, right. what were some things that he told you or some words of wisdom that he might have told you that stuck with you as an artist? Because he did a lot of things from the top of the donut. He didn't really no, write a lot. Well, 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 okay, so yeah. Tell it, me what that session was like. Okay, so so basically, you know, Big had been seasoned by 97. Like, he came in the game around a 92-ish, mm-hmm. you know, around that time. So yeah. he was already Third like, eye. Yeah, all Who's that. Who's the man soundtrack? All that, you yep. know what I mean? So he saw some things. Okay. And where he was headed at that time was unbeknownst to a lot of people. Like, I didn't know right. that he was like on some, yo, once I fulfill my requirement with regards to what I owe to this label, I'm out. Like, him and Un was planning some things on their own. You know okay. what I'm saying? That was the whole Junior Mafia setup. That was right. the whole Brooklyn Mint clothing setup. That yeah. was, you know, he was planning for outside of Bad Boy. Okay. So, you know, there was there were some things as, as an artist mm-hmm. that he experienced that, you know what I'm saying, like, like there, there was a skit that he had on my joint. He was like, right. you know, um, and I used it for the live from the 215 album that never got put out. But he was just like, basically, the game make you soft. And I, I never understood that. It's like, because there's certain restraint that you got to have, okay. you know what I mean, being in a particular position that you are, especially with him being at the top of the game. There's a lot of stuff you got to deal with in this business that a lot of people don't know that you got to deal with until you get into it. So he was just like, yo, man, I see things differently. I see things, you know what I'm saying, like, in 92, I couldn't see it. It was right. like, I just want the paper. I want to put my, my family in a better position and all that. Right. But now I see how when you cut the grass, you see the snakes. Yeah. So he saw all that. You know right. what I'm saying? So he was just dropping those kind of jewels on me. Because I'm, you know, I'm I, even though mm-hmm. I'm older than big, right. you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm the young buck when it comes to the game. So I'm just soaking all that up. Right. You know what I mean? Now, as far as the session is concerned, you know, as, as far as the weight, to me, I say this all the time, big... Mm-hmm. is the best and the master of saying more with less. He's the most efficient MC I have ever heard in my really? life. Meaning, meaning... Yeah, I want to know what that... Yeah, break that down. For meaning, <laughs> I love telling the story, though, Bugs, please, because please, it taught please. me a lot. You know what please, I'm saying? man, let, let's hear this. Let's so, hear so, this. so, efficient... Yeah, yeah. Efficient meaning, mm-hmm. he chooses the right words... To go in to fit perfectly within the pockets of every John he has been on. If you go back mm-hmm. and you listen to all his clarity, his depiction, mm-hmm. you can see it perfectly clear. Okay. Like where a lot of people, you know, it, and, it, and it also depends on your style, like what you like hearing. Okay. There's a lot of people that put a whole lot of words into, you know, the the, the frame of a particular bar. You know what I'm saying? Like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you go back and listen to G Rap, if you go back and even with with thought, you know what I'm saying? It's it's dope though. It's incredible. Right. But even with Eminem, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Big is. Mm-mm-mm, mm-mm-mm, mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he, his, his syllable, your emphasis, syllables, wordplay, it's all in pocket. He finds the right pockets for every beat that he's on. His storytelling is incredible. So, so I'm not the goal? Which, I'm not gonna say, okay, for me, my personal goal is LL. For very, because I'm an old head. You know what I'm saying? That's Yo, my, and that's one of my. Now, I'm glad you brought that up yep. because Bigger and Duffer was the first album I ever bought. Got you. And once I bought it, I was. That's when I fell in love with hip hop. Yeah. So he gonna always have a special yep. place for me. Mm-hmm. But then when I seen Big, it's like, damn. Big, it's he, just different. It's evolution. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Big took from Kane. You know what I'm saying? Kane right. took from James Brown. You know what I'm saying? And and Barry White and all these other cats that he right. grew up with listening. You know what I mean? So it's really if if you don't listen to an artist and add whatever it is element that influenced you and create your own self, right. then I don't think you're studying the game properly. Like, okay. I've studied LL. I've studied G-Rap. I've studied Kane. I've studied Rakim. I've studied Chuck D. Like, all of these is a melting All of them are a melting pot of Tracy Lee. You know what I'm saying? I study Redman. You know what I mean? Oh like, big. these are influences of mine that I listen to. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I took all of that and I created Trey Lee. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that was. So big, that's what I mean by big is the most efficient 
MC, he says more with less, and it's clear, concise. It's almost like he's singing every time he rhymes. That's why you can, you can remember every word that he says. You know what I'm saying? You damn sure can. Now, one thing I wanted to know, bro, because after many faces, you mm -hmm. kind of like took a took a turn, right? Kind of like a hiatus, and also I didn't understand why many faces are not on platforms like mm. Spotify mm. and Apple Music. Yo, Tony, would you talk about this? So, was it is it a label thing? Is it Mark Pitt's fault? Like, why is Many Faces not on these platforms? I don't understand it, because you still can be getting revenue. Absolutely. Correct? Absolutely. Well, well, it's funny but, that you bring that up. Okay, so before I get into the platform thing and, and, and the streaming aspect of it, right. the reason why I took a hiatus is because some things happened up in the building at Universal. Okay, okay I was signed by Storm Universal, okay. right? right? So by the end of 97, going into 98, by Storm was going into another situation with LaFace, mm. right? So Universal let by Storm them out of their deal, let them go to the face, okay. but they needed some collateral because, right. you know, they took a loss. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, we got to get a chance to get our money back. Right. The only asset that you had was Trey. You know what I'm saying? Because he had he the had. theme and all that. Right. So we need to keep him. At least this is what, I, this is deductive reasoning and this is what was told to me. Now, okay. if it's another story, uh, please, Mark or, or Wayne, please hit me up and let me Wayne know. Burrow, you know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so they went to LaFace, mm -hmm. they kept me, okay. and so Universal kept me, and because Bostorm left, I didn't have that support in the building. So wow. they, they frowned upon the fact that I tried to take control of my business, you know what I'm saying, which they don't want the artist to do. Right. They, you need representation in there, whether it be your management or somebody with a relationship an with attorney, the people, an attorney, an some, an, uh, not, not more so... But 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 somebody that that the, the you know like the presidents and the exec uh, not the presidents and the vice presidents and and the head of marketing somebody that has a relationship with them for instance when Mark and them left mm -hmm. I was up there by myself no representation but here comes Cash Money here comes Nelly right. and and the people that they had behind them had the relationships with those people in that building and that's why they were so successful that's why they got the money they got the bag from them and so you know they gave me a little you know uh the record and all that other stuff mm -hmm. um, but that was about it and that was just going to put me further in the hole and quite frankly from a business perspective I just think that was just some write off paper you know right. what I'm saying yeah. let them go ahead and create this money I mean create this album blah blah blah, blah, blah. so by the first quarter of, of the new year mm -hmm. we can drop them you see what I'm saying and write that off and balance it out on the stuff that we're making a profit on you know what I'm saying? Right. So so that's what happened with the hiatus. You know what I'm saying? It was okay. like, you know, and, and we created a new album live from the 215. A young uh, mm -hmm. uh, Kanye West produced a couple tracks on the album. Wow. Yeah, I got some hidden gems. You know what I'm saying? I had Buckshot on the album. I had Corrupt on the album. I had Damn, uh, uh, I uh, Black Rob on the gems. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, You're going to have to have a listening session, hidden gems listening session with Trey Lee. So going back to the whole streaming thing, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to put it out there yet okay but i'll put it this way the reason why i don't think you've heard it on streaming platforms is kind of related to the whole de la soul situation except it's in in in, in on the flip side of that okay the de la soul situation is that de la did the right thing by bringing it to the people in the press right. by letting people know no. we got a, sh a shafty deal Right. Which most artists in the late 80s or in the 80s and the 90s, early yeah. 90s, they got, and, and even in the late 90s, got shafty deals. Okay. You know, and, 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 the, and the way they structured the deals back then is that, you know, these platforms that they have now weren't created back then, but they had language in the, in the, in the, in the, um, in the contract that says, and future platforms. Like basically anything that's, you know, um, any medium, whether it that be radio, ex exactly. So those splits, you know, pertain to what's going on right now. Now, Damn, as far man, as that, that shit, crazy. Yo, it's crazy. But then, but then that album itself, I I listened to one song, yo. I swear I heard about thirty samples in there. So who's paying for them samples? Is the question. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's Daylight. Right. Daylight got to cover that. So basically, Tommy Boy, they could put that joint out, 
mm-hmm. without no problem. Like, because they're going to reap the benefits from it anyway because they ain't got to handle the samples. It's all on Daylight, and Daylight got to pay for them samples out of that 10% that they're getting. You see what I'm saying? So really, that it equates to no fuck. money. Right, on purpose. Now, my situation, this is me deductive reasoning. The reason why Universal don't want to put the joint out is because they got to pay for the samples, man. You see what I'm saying? Instead of the artist oh, paying for the sample, because if it was just flip. exactly, so I think they like, well, we ain't gonna get no money off this joint, and I ain't gonna put it out there because if we do, then we gonna take the hit for the samples, and then it doesn't, it doesn't weigh out financially for us. You know what I'm saying? I could be wrong, right. but that, but just after looking at the daylight situation, it's like, oh, so that's why you don't hear this joint, because I, otherwise, I can't figure out why, right. why they wouldn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said. All I'm going to say is I got some news today, and yeah, yeah. Just just be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. For Many Faces, 215, all that. Everybody's waiting for Many Faces to be streaming, You bro. You heard Joe Button, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, yo, I couldn't find it nowhere. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It's coming. It, you ain't saying it. We just we just classify. We just classify yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Hip-hop yeah. Classify. Just, just stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned. tuned. You stay know what I mean? Now, you are the first rapper to ever finish with a JD mm-hmm. and become an attorney. So what was the transition like? Because, you know, that's a different animal all in itself no to be an MC than to become an attorney. What made you want to make that change? And how were you? Because I, I think you I think when people look at you, they look at you as an MC, mm-hmm. but they also look at you. All right. Well, he's an attorney, too. And then you also. Prof- being a professor, mm-hmm. so they like, damn, he he, he like a triple threat. So, mm-hmm. what made you make that transition? Did you feel like you had lost love for the game? Oh nah, man, I think this is an extension. You know what I'm saying? This okay. is the natural evolution, a natural progression. Um, you gotta remember, like, mm-hmm. hip hop is really what it's not even fifty yet, right? So, no. you know, from, from the essence, you're going to go back to 73 because that's right. usually the date that people, you know what I'm saying, with, right. with Herc and all that. Right. So we are in uncharted waters, right? right. These, these were like teenagers, early 20-year-old cats just doing it for the love, doing it for the, for the, for the it, was re, it was a rebellious form of, of culture for the kids, you know what I'm saying? It came out of poverty-stricken areas and things of that nature where they needed an outlet, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now... These kids are now, what, 50, 60 years old, right? Right. Late 40s. Right. It has to take a natural progression. You know what I'm right. saying? So what are you going to be doing at 56? You're still hip-hop, but right. you, you're doing other things. You have family. You have kids. Yeah, you have, you know what I'm saying? You got a mortgage. You got, right. you know what I'm saying, life insurance and all that stuff. So this right here, and and you got to throw in the fact that back then, business, the business aspect of the culture wasn't wasn't there. Right. Now it's a business. Right. So with that being a business, there are different levels to the business that you have to uh, understand, educate yourself, and actually apply right. in order to you know be effective in the business of hip hop. So my route was okay. Being as though mm-hmm. I felt like after the fact, my my whole goal was to get my music heard initially. Okay. Right. But once you're in it, it's like. Oh no, it's deeper than that. This is right. a business. Yeah. So I felt like my deal wasn't the best deal. Not only the fact that I hired an attorney, not an entertainment attorney, but like I think this dude was a corporate attorney or a something like that. Attorney. You know what okay. I'm saying? That was the wrong move because he didn't understand all the legal all the legal jargon of being a, 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 a music entertainment lawyer. You see what I'm saying? Right. So from that aspect, I messed up. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I mean, but these are all life lessons, and I don't regret nothing because, you know, I had to do do that in order to get where I'm at. Right. So, um, but, but not to say I wasn't bitter, you know, at the time. But anyway, oh, once I figured it out. Figured it out, right. Right. So, you have that aspect. You have the aspect of after looking at my paperwork, would I have signed that deal being more knowledgeable? Hell no. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. now, like, you, if you put that deal in front of me now, man, I'm going to laugh hard. You know what I'm saying? So, with that <laughs> right. and with the fact that 
you know, it's kids coming up in this game mm-hmm. that really want to do it, you know what I'm saying, that, that's really true to, to, to the culture and really about it. So why not pass that knowledge down to them too? Right. So that's where that whole direction came. It was just like a light went off. You know, I'm a real spiritual cat. So it was like, right. you know, talking to God and trying to figure my thing out after right. I got dropped and all that other stuff. Like, what's yeah. my next move? What's that next move? And that was it. That was the answer that I got. And so here we are. And there's still a lot of people that don't know that I'm an attorney. So when I tell them, Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're like, what? You're an attorney. And, and and I feel like not just because it's my story, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If right. it was anybody's story, these are the stories that need to be put out there. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when people go into capital ventures and, you know, you Nas and all of these cats doing the tech thing, and then right. you got, you know, my man Sadat X that got his own wine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is the evolution of hip-hop. Wow. This is where we are. Right. So these are the type of stories that need to be put out there beside all that Takashi 6ix9ine um, travesty and, yeah. and right. the snitching thing and all. Like, come on, man. And it's right. by design. We know why they're doing it. So they don't want to see these, these type of stories get out there to give a, a, a positive spin, a more positive spin right. on the culture and the people that's in the culture and what they're doing. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm glad you brought Takashi 69 up. I want to know what's your thoughts and you say it's by design. Mm-hmm. So basically it's propaganda. It's mm-hmm. because he never was a rural street dude. Nah. He was with dudes that were street. Right. And some people say, well, he, he was kidnapped by the same dudes that he's snitching on. So why not snitch? Why not just tell it like it is? But it's not the sh- you're not living by the street code. Right. So it's a hard way to look at that because he was warned so many times when he went on the show with Fat Joe. When he went on the Breakfast Club, he was warned. He was told you can't be moving like that. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is about the young generation moving the way they moving and they see... And I don't understand, did they see these OGs? Did they see the 90s? Did they see the 2000s? Did they see Kanye West? Like, because none of y'all was doing none of this shit. Hell no, they didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? Here, here's the deal. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an inter, inter, interesting dynamic to this whole thing. Like, and I, I was just... I don't ha- get it. Nah, I'm, I'm going to tell you what it is. And, and I was just having this conversation uh, with a friend, with Guru. My man, shout out to Guru. You know what I'm saying? Young, Young Guru. Guru. Absolutely. The legend. Yeah, absolutely. So here, here, here's what it is. Mm-hmm. We, meaning my generation, you know what I'm saying? You're talking about anybody from the age of, let's say, 50, uh, uh, let's say uh, 46 to about 53. Okay. We were the first entrepreneurs. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. Like, our parents mm-hmm. were the baby boomers. They were the first to... In, in a lot of cases, the first to go to college in their family. Right. We, we talking about African Americans. We talking about Black people in America. Right. They were the our parents were the first generation of college graduates. Absolutely. But 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 after college for them was go get a nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. It wasn't create your own business. Right. For us, it was get your college degree or not get your college, college degree, degree, start a business on your own. Right. You see what I'm saying? But with that, you are paper chasing. You see what I'm saying? We were the first to be out there like, yo, we got to get this paper. We got to get this paper. We got to get this paper. So that's all well and good, mm-hmm. but you neglect right. your kids. Right. Not to mention, I'm not going to put, you know, because that's the easy part with the drugs and all of that, which is by design, crack, all that stuff, you know. And the, they on pills. Yeah, yeah. Well, well we're not going to get to them yet. Okay. We're still on my generation. Okay, you still on your generation. My, my generation is, you know, the Reagan, Reaganomics, the crack right. era. You know right. what I'm saying? absolutely. Jay so, kids talk about it all the time. Right. So right. the product of that is these kids. I'm talking about the kids that are like 24 Please. to about 34, Four, something like that. Like that, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're a product of that. They're a product of that drug, plus the fact that we are not in the house. We're paper chasing. So basically, they're kind of raising themselves. themselves. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Whether it be, and, and, and not, mm-hmm. not, not to mention the fact you got single parent households and all that other stuff, you know right. what I'm saying? They are a product of us paper chasing, nobody's in the house. The crack era, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to give too much weight to the single family house home again because I grew up in that because there's also a village that takes place too. But right. they didn't have the advantage of the village. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now it's just them. Right. In the house, by themselves, in, 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 in messed up environments. You know what I'm saying? So these kids are rebellious. Right. They're like, yo, the OGs never really, they, they trying to talk to them now, but it's too late. These kids are like 22, 23, and 24 what, years old. And that's what is crazy. We, we, so basically it's our fault to a certain extent. 
The OGs. Yeah, you damn right. You damn right. We have the respons- We had the responsibility to teach them kids, and we didn't as a whole. There, you know, certain of them, certain One you know cats that got it, yeah, but we didn't. It. We didn't spend the time. We was too busy. We was too busy, and we was too yo. You figure it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now they looking at us, and, that, and now they got the in it. They looking at us like, oh, you didn't want to, you know, holler at us then. You know what I mean? We'll figure it out. And they got the internet now where they don't really. They can cut out or the middleman. Everything is by a button. Yeah. They can cut out the middleman. They ain't got to. That's why these labels are running scared. You know what I'm saying? Because they haven't caught up to the technology. These kids don't need them. They don't listen to radio. You right. tell the kid, yo, yo, what's up with the ra- radio? You still listen to radio? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know That's what I'm saying? true, man. That is so true. Like, nah, man. A deal? You, you, you trying to get a deal? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a That's deal. Truth, man. Who want a deal? You know what I mean? Like, so so they figured that aspect out, but the problem was mm-hmm. they don't have a foundation. Like, so now what we're trying to do in our generation right. is teaching their kids. Right. You see what I'm saying? And I'm talking about the, the ones that's in junior high. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went to this junior high um, uh, uh, with me and my man, uh, DJ Paul Howard. Shout out to Saeed. Okay. Um, we did a, a program during uh, Black History Month. Okay. And basically, it was teaching them the essence of hip-hop from basically from a musical standpoint. Point. And we started with 1979 with, of course, Rapper's Delight and kind of worked our way up to 2019. Wow. And so we we had this record. You know the City Girls record, um, the I'll Take Your Man joint? Yeah, yeah. Well, we played the original. We played the Salt and Pepper joint. You right. know what I'm saying? I'll take your man. So yeah. we played that and then played the other one. It was like, oh, it sounds the same. I was like, yeah, it's see, you same. didn't know that. Right. But but I think these kids now, mm-hmm. the the 10, 11, 12-year-old, you know, let me let's say eight between eight and fifteen or whatever. Um, they we are now, our generation is are, are trying to uh, make amends, right. are trying to clean up the mess. We mm-hmm. didn't teach our kids, but we'll teach your kid, your grand like right. our grandkids. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So so that's that was the issue with the whole 6ix9ine situation and all these other cats that got this pink hair and painted faces and all of that. It's a rebellious thing. Think about when we created the culture. You know what I'm saying? We we are the product of the culture. It was about rebellion. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was about yeah. going against the grain. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got cats with the with the with the with the name belts and the gold ropes mm-hmm. and the and the bell tops and right. the sheepskins. That looked way different than the way they was dressing back then. That's you know what true. I'm saying? So that's that's, that's all this is. Rebellion. If you live long enough, history will repeat itself many times. You know that's what I'm saying? True. Now, I want to change gears because, you know, we got my man Meek Mill, who's basically the poster child for Philly hip-hop right now. Mm-hmm. And he got the prison reform going on with Robert Crabb, Michael Rubin, Jay-Z. I want to know your thoughts because you're an attorney. Mm-hmm. How, can they help? Prison reform, can they change the narrative? Can they make the system be different than what it is with probation and people being in jail for a long period of time for for the wrong things and getting in trouble for just being, you know, even seeing a police officer, you can go back to jail if you're on probation. So can can they money funnel into this system and change the system? You talking about you said Robert Kraft? You talking about Robert Kraft, Michael Rubin, Jay Z, you talking about all three of them are involved. With Meat Mill and this right, prison reform, right. do you think it will work? As you, an attorney, you're looking from the law standpoint. Right. You know criminology, so right. a I little want- bit. But but you, you, uh, let me get this straight. Let me just make sure <laughs> we, I'm understanding what you're saying. You're saying Robert Kraft, right? Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, right? Billionaire, right? right. Okay, cool. Uh, Jay Z. You know right. what I'm saying? Close to a billion, right? right. And Michael Rubin, yeah. co-owner of the Sixers, he's a billion. Yeah, bi- bi- you talking right. about billionaires? Can right. they change? Reform can they can they create reform to change the system? Yes. Billionaires. Yeah. I'm gonna let you answer that. What do you think? Absolutely. To it. Well. See, yes. I don't it, know. It, but it, but the it, dep- it depends on the subject. Up. It depends on the subject. Put it like this: You can have a system in place, right? Mm-hmm. But if there are certain gatekeepers and the powers that be that want to buck the system, they can buck the system. You know what I'm saying? Right. The system is for us to sit up here and argue and go back and forth, oh. and that, but there are certain people that beat the system, and there are certain people that they hold to the letter of the law. Right. And we know who they hold to the letter oh. of the law. Right. It's, it's the way this, 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 this country was built. It was built on holding us, if you know what I mean, right. to the letter of the law. Right. And if you're not 
in that circle, even with the 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 the, the a couple of the the black folks that do you know get that 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 privilege. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For the most part, right. They're going to hold us to the letter of the law. And not only to the letter of the law, they're going to try to be creative on how they can keep us in certain situations. You dig? Yeah, so, absolutely. so, so, but for the fact that Meek knew the right people, right. he wasn't getting out. Right. You see yeah, what I'm saying? He would have still been in there. He's not. And so, so, what I'm saying is reform is only for the privileged. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Only for the privileged. If you are connected with somebody with some paper and influence yep. and power, oh, yeah, you'll beat it. Anybody else? Nah. It ain't happening. Not in America. <laughs> Not nowhere in the world, actually. You know what I'm saying? Not right. for us. Right. right. So, so, so to go back to answer your question, can the billionaires change reform? Yeah, for their people. For the people that they wanted to change, change it for. But for a whole? Nah. Mm-mm. Nah. Nah. <laughs> This is this is a this is a country of privilege, people. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is where we live. This is where this is what this country was founded on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Capitalism. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. For the privilege. Right. The have and the have nots. Now, us as being, you know, you being an MC mm-hmm. and us as hip hop, it seems like hip hop police are always on the prowl. Even back to Buster Rhymes getting locked up. Like you see just rappers always getting locked up and not a lot of the times nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. Do you think police are infatuated with just locking up rappers? Because even down to the 50 Cent thing with the cops saying, he, I'm going to kill 50 Cent on sight. <laughs> that was, that was, I, I don't know what made him say that. That's not going to happen. Right. But, but, but I think, I think, again, that's why we need more stories like the Trey Lee story. Like, right. all of because, we in this society and pop culture, when it comes to hip hop, we are infatuated with the story of a rapper getting shot, right. a rapper getting locked up, a rapper with a whole lot of baby mamas, a, a rapper with, um, you know, the the whole, uh, uh, um, um, you know, just a whole lot of women. Not even baby right. mamas, but just right. a whole lot of women. Yeah. Um, the the you know we, we we are infatuated with that story, and we think that that's what you know sells, and 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 what. Uh, uh, steers pop culture when it comes right. to hip hop, right. and that's why I said that's done intentionally. Remember, I said that yeah, a couple by design. Of, it's by design because that's the picture, they, they, that's the narrative that they're trying to paint for us, especially for young kids. Because really, it's for them. Because again, the older you get, the more you start to realize what's going on. Right. So when they start to put out these stories, it ain't for us. We know better. Right. It's really for the kids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because they're the ones that's soaking up all of this from a, from an early age. You know what I mean? And 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 yeah, I mean that's 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 essentially. So it, it, again, it's 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 to create this narrative as far as rappers getting locked up, rappers getting shot. It's just to create the narrative and continue with the stereotypes of this is what this culture is all about. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And not you know MCs that are uh, like my man uh, the Jizzer. Yeah. Who. who um, what is he? A metaphysicist or something like? Right. Like they like don't want to talk pro, about pro, that. A professor. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to talk about ninth being a professor at Duke. You know what I'm saying? And that and that. Shout uh, out the ninth. You know what I mean? They don't. Yeah. They don't want to hit. They don't want to talk about the positive uh, stuff. Exactly. Like play. He's also a professor down at FAMU or somewhere like a Bethune Cookman or something. Yeah. They don't want to put that story out there. They want to keep creating this narrative that this is what the culture is about. You see what I'm saying? Not. And it's not. It's just not. These are these are lies, man. You you taking a microcosm of of what a couple of people are doing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and making that pop culture, you right. know what I'm saying, and not really getting to the depths of what hip hop culture is about. Right. So then, when you came back, you dropped the, your second project, which is Esquire. Mm-hmm. Now, talk a little bit about that. I mean, I, like I said, I know your boy <sighs> Eric wrote your boy Eric. He's always. In the mix, man. Yep, yep. But tell me about getting back in the booth, getting back in the studio, mm-hmm. being an artist, and and dropping that project. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. it, Esquire was a um, that project was I like to call it the venting project. You know what I'm saying? That was getting mm-hmm. about twenty years of mm. angst off my chest. Right. Twenty years of frustration. Twenty years of just 
I need to explain my side of the story here. You know what exactly. I'm saying? For anybody that cares. Right. Or, you know, I'm one of them dudes too. I hate this word, but what, what what's the word when you when you look at people's response on uh on uh on uh social media and, and YouTube, they say you trolling. Yeah. Trolling. I'm not a troller, but I read everything. You know what I'm saying? So I'm reading <laughs> I'm reading comments He's about me. Yeah, I read everything. Like like catch me like like when I look at Twitter right mm-hmm. and I see people don't tag me in Twitter right. right but I see my name and they saying something negative I'll hit them back immediately not you know cussing them out or nothing but, but like, I just be good? like yeah what's good oh right. I say God bless you or something you know what I'm saying some slick and then they be like oh 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 they be copping please oh nah man I love the project da 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 you know I was looking <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like I see all of that She's like look you ain't gonna be talking <laughs> smack about yeah, me like. Yo, man up. Tag man me up. in. Yeah, right. tag me. It's all good. We can have a conversation. Absolutely. But but, but nevertheless, yeah. so ESQ was was really my chance to to tell my side of the story, tell a lot of the, like, really get in depth in my mind, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I think, you know, as far as what people think of me as an MC or past, present, present and future. future. Um, like, I made a joint called... Um, um, Devil's Advocate, where okay. I really diss myself. You know what I'm saying? Really? I diss myself. Like, basically, s- giving giving you a perspective of what I've seen and what I've read. Like, you're too old for the game. Or Biggie murdered you on your own joint. Or, you know what I'm saying, you sound like this one and that one. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. you left the game. You you had, Actually, I heard you had to... You see, this, I gave people the tapes because I, I had to go get a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I worked at... Aaron's furniture. I was moving furniture after I got dropped from from uh, Universal. I, I was working at uh, wow. Panera, Panera Bread. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but but you but what what I like about you and and a lot of men don't do this. They're scared to tell the true story right. of what it is, right? Because they don't they 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 live with this pride, and that's why they can't make progress. And I want to get into that too. Sure. Do you feel and because this and I think this is in Philly or heavy like I feel like a lot of people will not work with people in Philly mm-hmm. because of their pride. Oh, like yeah. I can't work with him because you know. Uh, can we not. can we cuss on this? Yeah. Oh yeah, they call it dick eating, right? Yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. 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 You know that's a Philly term, yo. You dick eating. <laughs> yeah. You know what right. I mean? You don't want to. You know Why I mean? you want to do something with him? Yeah yeah but yeah. But damn, you that's that's the black way of thinking. It's always exactly. do it on your own. Exactly. We live in this individualism this yep. all yep. the time. Yep. It's like damn, yep. bro. Yep. We can make it if we do it together. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's even with me in media. It's like, I know motherfuckers be hating on my shit. Yeah. And motherfuckers don't support it. Right. But I know it's a lot of it's under the cover. A mm-hmm. lot of the motherfuckers ain't really saying that shit to my face. They saying that shit under the cover, oh, absolutely. Bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I so so I just feel like when you got too much pride, you can never step never. up with the progress. Never. Because the pride is going to block your progress. That's right. That's right, and and I, and we'll get to um, expect the unexpected, but I, I addressed that in one of the songs called Looney. Smoke. No, not smoke. Not Loon, some Looney. Looney. Stop backing Looney and let's get this money. Like right. twenty years hating on trade. That's goofy. Maybe because your lady was a T. Lee groupie. I don't know why you hating. <laughs> Too many crabs in the barrels. Why I do me? Right. So stop backing Looney. If we get together, let's get the. We can really make progress. Stop backing Looney and let's get this money. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Get out of that mentality of you know what I'm saying. Uh, no, no dick eating or we can't. You know what I mean? Man. Like no, no, no collaboration Racist. or none of that. Like nah. You don't you understand? You look at any other nationality. In the world, Jews, Asians, all of them, Indians, they come to America and buy the corner John, right? right? Be like and twenty all family of them living right up top, and they take and they all sit, do different shifts. You see, the lady come on Tuesday, yep. the guy come on Wednesday, yep. and the kids come on Thursday. So ne- to the next thing you look up, they on the block. You know what I'm saying? Same way with the Mexican, my Me- the Mexican brothers and sisters. Right. They coming over here taking all the jobs. Yup. The and they'll work you, for $5 an hour. All the shit you don't want to do. They right. taking all that. Next thing you now. Look and that's at the why way- Trump. Yeah. Yeah, I was exactly. about to get into that. Yeah, yeah. Th- that wall. That wall. You building a wall for workers that want to work and help this country run. They, they, it they, doesn't make sense. It's capital, like capitalism. They have they have said okay that's the rules y'all playing by over in America fuck it we are gonna capitalize then I'm bringing my whole squad over here mm-hmm. we're gonna cut your yard we're gonna paint your house we're gonna right. build the build your crib right you know what I'm saying we're gonna do all that we're gonna you know work in the grocery stores all that shit now voting power 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We call, talk about redistrict, redistricting, redistricting. Yeah. We talk yeah. about that shit. Right. We're talking about, you know what I'm saying, uh, um, the, 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 not only voting power, but from a monetary standpoint, economics and all of that. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they not on our heels or even that they passed us with regards to that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because they did it as a community. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's different. It's, it's way different. Now, you know, and that's, Part of like I always say the white man did a masterful job when they when they when they when they created slavery. They brainwashed our shit so much. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is generations and generations of It's stuff a generational that, curse. Exactly. That we are still trying, trying to, to clean, clean up. Clean up. Talking about four hundred and five hundred years. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Breaking us from our families, you know what I'm saying, changing our names, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Again, I don't want to give them that kind of credit, but I mean, damn, they did a masterful job that we're still to this day trying to clean still that up. Still trying to figure it out. You see what I'm saying? Sick, man. So, so, so back to the whole, um, you know, when we're talking about working with one another and things of that Not nature. Not dig eating. Whether yeah. it's dig eating and all that. Philly is known for that. Philly is like a crab barrel city. I, I love my city, but it, it's the truth. I man. mean, and they know it. I mean, you know, it's, it is the truth. You know what I'm saying? It is the truth. So, so. With regards to the ESQ project, you know what I'm saying? Again, that was a chance to vent, a chance to get all of that stuff out, right. um, you know, create some great records at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was one record in particular, Vision. Shout out to my man Tone who shot the video. Um, you know, that was really my chance to vent to, you know, the Mark Pitts of the world and my brother D. Dot. And, you know, we had to talk about it, you know what I'm saying? So when the last time you talked to Mark Pitts? Uh, so y'all cool now, everything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cordial. We, right. It ain't no no ill will. I mean, we don't talk on a regular basis, basis. but me and Dot do. Me and Dot yeah. talk like you know, what I'm saying at least once a week. You know, what okay, I'm saying? cool. But 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 you know, I had to let them know how I felt. Right. You know what I'm saying I I kept that in at that particular time. I kept that in for so long. I had to let people know how I felt about that whole right. situation. Once I got it out. I'm good. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm one of them. I don't hang on to stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, that that ESQ project was was that. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it, it set the stage for me to do Expect the Unexpected, which I felt, like, totally free. Like this. I love f- that project, man. And you know my favorite song is number 10. The Ooh, final song. no worries. When, look, no when worries. is that video? Look, Trey. Yeah. When is you? You got to <laughs> make a video for that. Oh, yeah. We're going out to, matter of fact, we're going out to the BET Awards. So I want to shoot it in, in a space where it's nothing but sun, sunny skies. Right. Top down. Yeah. You know, a couple of things in the air. Yeah, you know no worries. No, yo, that free. thing is so heavy. Yeah, you know I mean? That production, just the way it just. You can just ride out to that, like boys, I, I'm not I, even. I listened to that joint on the way to up here. That shit, bro. I don't know where to put place that in hip hop. I'm like, not even rhyming on the joint, and that's what's making it even more crazy. <laughs> that's just a that's just a vibe song. Yeah. You just catching vibes, bro. Yeah, thank you, bro. Thank you, thank you. Nah, man, that that I mean, that's my. Okay, so if, if we're taking this this, this project, mm-hmm. smoke is my. Let me get my day started, cause I'm not like this. That's my Monday morning. Let me get my week started, cause I'm not messing with y'all, none right, of y'all. Right. By Friday, it's the no worries joint. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you got one extreme to the it's other. It's cohesive. Yeah. It's a cohesive yeah, project. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. So thank you, man. Appreciate that. I really like it. And you came to Philly. You did your thing. Thank you, brother. I came through. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we, were, I mean, I'm glad the, you the came. The vibes through. was was lovely. And man. we coming back, man. We got um mm-hmm. um. Like every year, shout out to my Gerard College family. We have. Oh, you um, went there? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Damn, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 listen, listen, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. You got some roots, bro. Yeah, yeah. You got some roots, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. What you, you, what you know roots, about GC, man. man? Listen, I know some people that went there. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, some people yeah. that went there. Yeah, like, 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 like. I don't know. Like back in the, you know, what I'm saying like the early '80s. You uh-huh. know, you just saw. And this is, you know, when North Philly was North Philly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you just saw, like, it wasn't gentrified at right, all. It wasn't. It's gentrified now. <laughs> yeah, of course. Especially South Philly. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But they had, you know, it was the school with the wall around it. So, right. you know what I'm saying? They used to tell us, you know, that wall is to keep the people out. I mean, no, to keep the people from coming in. Mm-hmm. Where, you know what I'm saying, we were tr- always trying to get out. Right. But that neighborhood... They didn't like us, man. We had to rumble every time we used to come out of that gate. 
every every because we were the privileged kids. They behind. They it. look yeah. So you know y'all mean? private. Y'all so yeah nuts, yeah yeah. Y'all we too had smart. the rumble. we gotta fuck y'all yep, up. Yeah we we had we the gotta rumble. Fuck y'all up. Like we used to walk down to the gallery. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is nostalgia. Oh, I'm tearing up talking about it. We used to walk down the gallery. You know what I mean? Oh, the gallery used to be the oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but we had to walk through the neighborhoods. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was like on the way there and on the way back, you know what I'm saying? It was a rumble every time. But I, I wouldn't trade that. It built character. That experience. Yeah. It built character. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we go, bro, I, I did. I just want to get your thoughts on mm-hmm. some of our some of our big figures that have been having a lot of legal trouble. Okay, Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. Now, I definitely don't think Michael Jackson is guilty. Mm-hmm. But R. Kelly, of course, I do think he's guilty. But mm-hmm. what I also think that he needs help. Mm-hmm. I don't think putting him in prison for seventy years is going. Is a good thing. Like, it's not going to change nothing. I feel like if he's going to go to prison while he's in prison, he needs to have therapy. Okay. Because he's mentally, something's not right up there. Right. What's your thoughts on them two? As, and we idolize these figures, and we look at them like they can't do no wrong, but then when something comes out, it's like, damn, you broke my heart. Mm, okay, I'll address, before I get the mic, I'll address the Kelly situation. We knew about Bull years ago. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. We Ever the, since Aaliyah. We saw the tape. Yeah, even before the tape. Saw Aaliyah. Saw, saw, you know what I mean? Now, of course, these are very serious issues. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and yeah, he needs help, but damn that, man. Come on. Like, little kids. And see, I have a, I have a, I have a spot mm-hmm. in my heart, especially now because I got a four-year-old. Right. Four-year-old daughter. Right. So, it's just like... My mental can't take that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just imagining, dog. I'm 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 going to jail. Right. I'm somebody's dying. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. That's, that's just where it is. Right. Somebody's dying. Right. So so so, Mm-mm. like that particular situation. I understand. Boy, need help, but nah. Damn that man. Just go to jail. Like yeah, whatever, whatever. Whatever the consequences. You know what I'm saying? Like and, you know, I understand that he may have been touched when right. he was younger. So this His is sister spin- touched him. So this is a spinoff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But this is the problem with, yes, people in your corner, too. Right. So your corner is allowing you to do all of this stuff. Ain't nobody know, saying shit. Giving hush money to families, all kind of, you know, other stuff that they, you know, these are allegations. Jason. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wasn't there, so I can't speak on it. Right. This is what I'm hearing. Yeah. And it's hard... I'm a person that doesn't like to pass judgment unless I'm there. But right. it's hard not to when the evidence is that hard. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. When I see you on that. film. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so his particular situation, yes, he definitely needs help, but he needs the help in jail. Yeah, in jail. That's what I meant. In yeah. jail. Whatever in jail. help he get is, is in jail. He in needs jail. to be in jail. From Absolutely. What, from what I've seen. From you know what, what I've seen, too. Not based on hearsay, Same. not based on what everybody's saying. you're an saying. attorney, yeah. so... I saw that from- man with a juvenile peeing and all kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I know that Aaliyah was underage and you got married. You know right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like these are the things that are facts to me. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So based on that, right. nah, you need to, you know what I mean? You need to handle that. Yep. As far as Mike is concerned, whole different story. <laughs> exactly. Whole Let different them know, story. Tracy, man. Cause I was going back and forth with people. They don't get it, bro. Whole different story. They don't get it. Whole different story. Like again. R. Kelly, there are facts out there. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, you've seen You've facts. seen facts. Mike's stuff is based off of strictly hearsay. Yep. Based off of the testimony of who were, who were the victims, alleged victims, that are now adults that have changed the story multiple times. times. Right? Because the story has holes. Right. 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 There's no visual evidence. Nope. Right? No DNA. No DNA. None of that. And the FBI and, was watching Mike for 10 years. Right. Couldn't find nothing. They took his computer, right. his right. phone, right. nothing. Right. Now, let me get into my theory. Also, the reason why they was doing all of this is because these are facts. Mike mm-hmm. worked the system. Mm, he worked the system. Break mean, that down. Meaning, meaning the publishing. You know he had the Beatles catalog, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. He had that. Right. Worth 50 million. Paul McCartney was hot, right? But he bought the Beatles catalog because Little Richard got jerked. 
You see what I'm saying? Okay. Not not solely, but a lot of that. So he took some of that money and gave Little Richard what he was supposed to get. Mm. Little Richard got robbed for years in the music business. Right. See People don't know that. Right. So never got his just due. Right? Right. So he worked the system. He had the money to buy it, and he bought it. You know what I'm saying? Same thing happened with Prince. Once Prince got his masters, then he ends up dead. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing Jay Z said when he did that that song. Exactly. Right. So 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 Mike pissed a lot of people off in the game by, especially Tommy Mottola, working the system. Right. He did nothing illegal. You know what I'm saying? He was able to purchase publishing rights for catalogs and own catalogs and things like that. Half a Sony. Right. Half a Sony catalog. Right. So so. This is the spinoff from that. So it's like, oh, we got we to gotta figure something out to get this ball. Because you think about it, why all of a sudden there's these specials and all the other stuff after that man is gone? He can't defend himself, right? Exactly. Now, Oprah really blew my mind when she did the interview with the two victims mm-hmm. because you was the same person that was in his house. He could have picked anybody, Diane Sawyer, Ed Bradley. He didn't have to pick you as a journalist to interview him, but he did. Right. And he and you asked these same damn questions back then. Why do you think those answers are supposed to change now? Because he's dead and these other two people were saying something? I, like, I don't understand her logic in that. I, I really don't. I, I'm really was baffled by her. I mean, and I think a lot of, you know, a lot of us are definitely disappointed by, you know, Oprah being in the forefront of asking these questions. Um I'm going to leave Oprah out of this just for the simple fact <laughs> right. that I'm going to just keep it on his face. You know what right. I'm saying? There's yeah. a lot of guessing that I could do, but I'm going to keep it on his face. She's a journalist. Right. right? Absolutely. So I'm going to just say she was doing her job as a journalist. Okay. Again, but bringing this up, whoever uh, uh, orchestrated the situation, oh, yeah, let's make an HBO special out of it and 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 raise a lot of awareness after the man is gone and right. cannot defend himself. Exactly. I hear a lot of people say, well, would you let your child sleep with a grown man? Hell no. Absolutely no. not. No. But, 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 <laughs> who was in that room and who was in that house? All of these stories that you're getting is hearsay. Say, right. You see what I'm saying? You're going you on the no word witnesses. of, you're going on, right. You're going on the word of people. The evidence is, is substantial. It's not concrete. Right. Right. Well, circumstantial. Circumstantial. That's yeah. what I meant to say. The evi- yeah, it's circumstantial, circumstantial evidence. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Nothing is concrete. You're going on the hearsay of the alleged victims and parents of the alleged victims who got money, money. in their pocket, too. Right. You understand? Exactly. Like when the whole thing was really supposed to be going down. So a lot of people will tell you, well, they're getting, they're getting paid off as hush money. You know what I'm saying? No, Where's the evidence son, of that? But if your son was was molested by Mike, you shouldn't accept hush money. Right. Well, people are going to bring the race factor. White people don't, you know what I'm saying, they think differently. You know what I'm saying? This is what I've heard. Again, if that man is not here to, to defend, defend himself. himself, you can't put him on the stand. He can't cross-examine. He can't do none of that. But yet, you are emotionally attached to the situation where you're going to believe... The story that has changed a few times. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Changed a few times. Not once, a few times. Right. So based off of that, that's why there's a, a, a fundamental difference between the R. Kelly situation Wait, and the Mike situation. R. Kelly, I got hard facts to show pause. Mm-hmm. I got facts that shows me yep. that this is what that man this did. This is what that man did. Yep. I don't have any facts to show me that this is what Mike did. Right. Period. Simple as that, yo. That's it. Simple as that. Oh, yeah. So what I wanted to know from you, bro, because Noriega was on Drink Champs basically saying that you got killed by Biggie on the song. Yeah. And I disagreed that I thought y'all both was kind of like neck and neck when Mm -hmm. I first heard it. And I like I said, that's that's that I think that's gotta be in Biggie's top five collaboration. It has to be. I think notorious notorious thugs is probably number one. Mm -hmm. A lot of people always say that Mm -hmm. because it's so like it's just a great, great song. Mm -hmm. But I want your thoughts on that because it's just like I don't think Noriega can box with you on no level when it comes to MCing. <laughs> first of all, that's the start there. Yeah, but he's a good he he. I mean, I'm not saying he can't rap. He I, makes he makes good records. He makes good records. The what what record and the, um my drawing was I love my life. Yeah, is it Carl yeah, Thomas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, killed John, that, that, was, that was a hell of a record right there. He makes good records. But what was you, when you first heard that or seen that? What was your thoughts? What did you think? Cause you did you address it on expected unexpected? 
Oh yeah, I did, and we'll get to that. But when he first did it, it was C's and um and, and Jada Kiss. Uh, and Jada Kiss was on the show, right? You know, they were talking about big collabs and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you know, out of the blue, oh yeah, who's that dude from Philly? That first of all, he knew who I was, but who's that dude from Philly? That 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 big. Right. Murdered oh Tracy Lee. Oh, he bodied Tracy Lee. No, he yeah. bodied Tracy Lee, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. Cause my thing is everybody got an opinion. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. There may be some people that didn't like my verse. Maybe be some people that love my verse. Whatever. Right. Um, that's your opinion. I'm cool with that. It's right. all good. I don't have yeah. a problem with that. Right. Where it where it really kind of bothered me a little bit is when he brought it up again when Meth was on the show. Oh, and this shit. was like, even, oh man, yeah, he did it twice. He did it twice, and that's why I felt like I had to say something yeah. because the first time again, that's your opinion, da, da 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 da, and then also the first time you made it seem like that because in your opinion Biggie bodied me, that's the reason why I retired and you know started doing other things or left the scene or what have you. That's yeah. the narrative you were trying to paint, right. but. Jada can stopped you and told you, no, he's a lawyer. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he still does music. Right. So then, you know, after everybody started clapping, DJFing and all that, yeah. he was like, oh, I'm sorry, my bad, Tracy Lee. You know, yeah. tried to clean it up. Clean it up. But, but, then, then, but then a month later, Meth and Wu get up there, and they're talking about the what. Right. So he's saying, yo, Meth, you know, you're, you're, you're probably the only one that stood toe-to-toe with, with Big, because, look, you know, I know Trey is a killer. He's from Philly. Da, da, da. He's just... First of all, you don't even know me, son. How you gonna t- <laughs> so you're just equating Philly with killers and all that. Right. That's a false narrative, too. Right. So, but, yeah, I'm sorry. Yo, Biggie body, Tracy Lee. Body. And then you take this chance. Now you got your dates wrong because the what was made in 1994. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Me and Big was 97. You made it seem like you went in after we and Big did. Right. Keep your hands high. Yeah. So when he said that, that's when I was like, yo, you keep bringing me up. Right. What's the problem? Right. Like, like, is something bothering you? Like, I, yeah. I don't. Like, why me? Out of the blue, I'm not even on. <laughs> like, from a pop culture perspective, right. I'm not even out there like that anymore. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I'm doing my thing independently. Really? There's right. no way that you should, you would know what I was doing. Right. Like that, I'm still doing music. So, what is it that's, that's attracting me to you and bringing me up on your platform? So, I took it two ways. I took it. Oh, you bringing me up on your platform? Ah, I'm about to use this. Right, mm-hmm. and then I took it as okay. You trying to get a funny? You trying to be disrespectful? But where is it coming from? You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, all right, cool. Again, if that's your opinion, fine. Fine. Right. But now I gotta unexpect the unexpected on smoke. Yeah. All I wanted to do was make you aware that I heard you. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I said, Glory, my story's for the visceral, for those who believe in miracles. I thank the Lord for the vision, though, and all of, uh, and, and, and Nori for all the bulletin board material. Meaning, like, from a sports perspective, exactly. I told you I like sports. So, you know, bu- bulletin board material for the people that are listening is when the opponent kind of says some things that's, that's out of pocket right. that you use as motivation, you know what I'm saying, for when you guys play or when you guys meet so you can destroy them, right? right. So I said, I thank the Lord for the vision, mm-hmm. though, and Nori for all the bulletin board material. You gave me the bulletin board material to come at you. Right. But I'm going to let you run with it. That's what I said. Because you don't know no better. Right. Like, now, I ain't done with now, it. Now, let me ask you, if it's the third time, then what? I no. mean, I'm still like, because, I mean, okay, so I put it to you like this. If a black thought says something, if, shout out to black thought, right. if a most deaf, if a right. Jay-Z, Talib, if a Nas, Talib. yeah, Talib. yeah, Talib. If these cats, Q-tip. nah, 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 nah. <laughs> shout out to Q-Tip, shout out to one of the greatest producers of all time. Who, Q-Tip? Now I'm saying, but that this is opinion. This is opinion, You're right? right. <laughs> what I'm saying is, but Q-Tip would tell you though. Do you think he 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 thinks he's like in in the from an MC perspective? Do you think Q-Tip thinks he's in the class with Black Thought? You do? Okay. Uh, who wouldn't think that Q-Tip is in the class of Black? No. If they, I mean, like if they're being Q-tip. honest, come on. Never mind. Any, let me get to my point. <laughs> My point is, mm. when you got an upper echelon MC, See. like if a big would have said something, 
Oh, I got to come at you right. because I respect your your, your game, game like that. Right. And you what tell about Joe Buttons. Oh yeah, Joe. Joe tough. Yeah, Joe right. tough. All all of them. Uh uh um the cast that made that album. <laughs> um, um Joel and all of them. Yeah. All of them tough. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you if you are of the upper echelon MC and you say something derogatory about me, then I got to come at you. You got to go in the booth. If there's somebody of the caliber of the person that we're talking about right now says it once, twice, maybe three times. I don't get no wins for coming at you. Right. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't you're not be- built like that. It's it, 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 like fighting somebody that you know you can beat. It's a, it's it don't yeah, it, I get nothing from it. Right. Other than a couple of likes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and some conversation pieces from people to say, Oh, did you hear the joint? Oh, That's just like when TI came at uh Mayweather. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean it was it was dope, but you don't that you thing don't, went just like that. It came and went. You don't hear nobody talking about that joint no more, right? That's what I'm saying. No, no. You don't get no, no wins for that. You know what I mean? Right. Let me see. That said, people... But miss- people were like, well, damn, why he ain't come at Young Thug? Because Young Thug wearing Gucci, talking about Gucci, buying Gucci. I, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You pick and choose your opponent, but see, that was strategic for T.I. to do that because right. it's Mayweather. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mayweather's a way bigger name than Slim Thug. Like, you know, right, yeah. He gets points for that. Right. You know what I mean? But you knew Mayweather wasn't going to come at come you with bars. Right, because he you don't see what spit. I'm saying? So, you know, but 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 T.I. skill is up to par, so it don't really matter. Right. My point is, is that I get no wins for going bar for bar with Nori. With Nori. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I just said, look, I'm mm. going to address it. I'm going I'm to I'm hit it and dismiss it. You know what I mean? I'm going to let you run with it. You right. don't know no better. Like, I ain't dumb with it. Like, I ain't one with the sun with it. You know what I mean? Like, I will heat you up. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't, But you don't know, so it's cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. I it's cool. It. You can go ahead and keep la da da da. It's all good. Right. Well, you heard it from my man Tracy Lee, hip hop legend. This is your boy DJ Bugsy. This is Do for Hip Hop Podcast, episode 49, will be available on Tuesday. Spotify, Google Play. Make sure you keep it hip hop. Peace. <laughs>